If you want to become financially independent, come to my seminar. Let me show you how to make the fortune you have always dreamed about. Ready? Go! What happens if you are named in Nelson Rockefeller's will? You get rich quick. Stand on the line, turn the game again. Everybody's gonna lose, and I'm gonna win. Gonna get rich quick. This is my lucky day. Hello, everybody. Welcome once again to Get Rich Quick with John and Noel. Right here on Radio Free Brooklyn. Your home for country music. <laughs> and Western vibes. That's right. This is a show where I, Josh Rubin, and I know Deneen come together once a week to talk about how to get rich quickly and punching doggies. <laughs> um, we come together once a week over a single topic. Mm-hmm. From that topic, a wellspring of ideas. So many. Pours out of us. Yeah. And we give them to you, the listening public, for absolutely nothing up front. Note I said up front, because nothing in this life is free, people. Um, We are not a multi-level marketing scam like so many. We are not a pyramid scheme like so many. No. We give you these ideas. They're all original ideas. You may say, but they're not original ideas, Josh. We've seen companies using them. I think if you listen to our shows and uh, look at the date that our shows come out and the date that these companies do whatever it is that they're doing, they tend to happen after we broadcast. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm not yeah. saying. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. What I am saying, guys, is is these big corporations – these movie studios, these giant tech companies. I'm not talking about you, Apple, but maybe I am. These giant restaurant chains, Pizza Hut. Um, movie studios. They're taking our ideas and making jillions off of them. Gajillions. So, guys... What more proof do you need that our stuff is getting people rich? Yeah. You just guys just have to action. You have to make it happen. And then once you guys are rich, and this is why we want you, the little people, to do this, because we feel we have a relationship with you. We don't have a relationship with any of these companies. These companies can sit here and say, well, we came up with this idea. It just took us a long time to put it together because we're a big company and we do lots of research and development and blah, 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 blah. Poor shit. Yeah, they listen to our show. They listen to our show. They take it. They put it out like that. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. You guys, you're going to take your time. You're going to do it right. And then when you are incredibly rich, you're going to thank us. And the only way to really thank us is how, Noel? The way that we like to be thanked the most and the only way that we accept is after you are rich and you have... Living high on the hog, living your own apple life, living your own Pizza Hut dreams. You say, hey, I didn't get here on my own. I know what the deal is. And the deal is I give them 10% of everything I've made. Tithe, Josh and Noel, all hail, Excelsior. It's very simple, guys. Yeah, that's it's right. very simple. Very simple. 
I had to convince Noel to do 10% because he was like, I would just let him give me hand jobs. <laughs> and I was like, dude, we got to make some money off of this. And he was just in it for the hand jobs. But now we're we're looking for a little cash. Yeah. Um, so there you go, guys. You I go. have not seen Noel, actually not seen Noel in a whole week, and no. I couldn't be happier about it. Yeah, you seem so happy today. Uh, you under my skin today. <laughs> I don't know what it is about you today. Not anything you is did. Is it me or is it just the world? <sighs> you represent the world to me, Noel. That's true. You know, it's... it's because I'm the only one you see. Basically, <laughs> yeah. That's You're the only person from the outside world yeah. that I have any contact let with. let in. Yeah. And that so, hard shell. And so I have to... <laughs> I let you through my walls, <laughs> my sugar wall. Whoa, hey. Um, uh, so I guess I take it out on you. Yeah. I was, uh, uh, <laughs> we were walking. You know, my neighborhood is overrun mm-hmm. by horrible people yeah. on the weekends yeah. in particular. Um, and usually it's at night. Like, like forever in a day, it was just sort of like I just wouldn't go out on Friday and Saturday nights uh-huh. in my neighborhood because it was just, you know, drunken bros yeah. and, you know, whatever the women are called, you know. Uh, I, I like to call them magazine girls because every single one of them is like an intern okay. at a magazine yeah, somewhere. probably. Um, but uh, <clears throat> we were out walking the dog. Okay. On Saturday. It was, it was that beautiful Saturday. Oh, it was beautiful. Last week. Yeah. It was gorgeous here. We were out walking the dog at like one o'clock in the afternoon. It was such a shit show outside. So many fucking people. Like this thing of people walking down the street vlogging mm-hmm. as they oh. walk, holding their phones up. I just want to smack their phones out of their hands. It's insane, it, it dude. Really, it's hard sometimes not to. <clears throat> yeah, and 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 people constantly just posing. Mm-hmm. I mean, like I don't want to come across as grumpy old man, okay. and I know I am grumpy old man. Yeah. But this just seems like uh, I'm pretty good at being sort of like when stuff that young people do gets under my skin going like, eh, let it go. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? This is their thing. And you had your thing when you were 22, 23 years old that, you know. Yeah. Y- but this shit, it's like it's infuriating because I it. it it impedes upon my life. Well, and and I've given thought to what's actually happening, right? Mm. Because you have over here what I had a lot of also over at my old place, which right. was Soho, mm-hmm. uh, which is a lot of people being overly conscious of how they look doing what they're doing yes. while they're doing yeah, it. And absolutely. that's their main concern is how do I... Do I look like I'm from a magazine? Right. As I, the amount of sit here, the amount of posing, yes, that's going posing. on. That's a thing that, and it, and it's not like you know. Yes, there are definitely it was like the endless groups of young women, you know, with their 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 oh my god, their little vocal fry mm-hmm. thing going on, and and you know, ten of them just taking up the entire block because. They need to get that just right picture. So you have to stay. You can't move yeah. until they break up. Yeah, I know. You know what I mean? But then there were these dudes who were like just waiting for something. Yeah. And I thought I was like 
in a fucking ad for American Eagle or something like mm-hmm. that. One guy had his sort of foot up on the on the fence around the tree and was staring in one direction. The other guy was standing <laughs> behind him with his arms crossed, staring in another direction. They're taking up the whole fucking sidewalk. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm just looking at them and I'm going, I hope they don't move because I'm just going to shoulder check one of these <laughs> motherfuckers. I'm just going to shoulder check. When they say something to me, I'm going to be like, you were staring right at me. You yeah. saw me coming. Yeah. You know? It, but yeah. Anyway. But he did actually move. Oh, he there you of, go. He hinged. He was like the door in the wall of douchebags. <laughs> anyway. Um, but how are you, Noel? Uh, I am good. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I was walking over here, I was trying to think of what can I talk about. We have uh, Ecuadorian house guests staying with us, and oh. we've been on a food marathon. Oh, my so God. So I'm like, should I talk about that? It has been a food marathon, dude. What have you guys been eating? So Friday, uh, when they got in, how is it having multiple people in your apartment? Is it all right? It, it's okay. It's uh, it's not my favorite in the world. But are they going to hear this podcast? Like you know, maybe. Okay. Um, it, I I like them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's sort of like there's no living room though. Right. Right. They're, are they living so in the a, living room? Is that the deal? Yeah. yeah. So so there's a little bit of, you know, we're going out for the giant meals, coming uh-huh. home and having to go right to bed so right. they can have the living room. Right. Uh, when you just want to sit down and maybe turn on the TV and little bit, unbutton yeah. the pants. A little bit. Suck on your jewel. Yeah. Uh, but, but you know, but but it's good. Mm-hmm. Um, so Friday we went to uh, the Spaniard, which was very meh. Yeah. They, had, they had one interesting thing, though, mm-hmm. that I think if someone else did better, it would be good, uh, which was uh, buffalo duck wings. Okay. Uh, and then what else we do? Uh, Saturday, we went to some tapas place down by Little Italy, mm-hmm. which was really good. Mm-hmm. Um, and Sunday, we went to Tipsy Shanghai, yeah, which I love. new favorite Chinese restaurant. I love it. I love it. Uh, Monday they came to storytelling, mm-hmm. and then we went to Finelli's and had burgers. Nice. Uh, uh what else we well, do? You guys are just dumping money. Oh well, no, we're not buying oh, they, all that. Money. They... They're they're doing some treating. Nice. Um, not all of it, but but right. a, but g- a good amount, a decent amount of it. Um, then where else we go? Yesterday we went to no. Yeah, yesterday we went to um, this place, Bar Haggy in uh, Hell's Kitchen. It's like a Japanese tapas mm-hmm. place. It's not expensive. A it's Japanese topless place? Tapas. Oh, okay. It's, so it's like little Japanese dishes. Yeah, yeah. No, I understand what tapas are. I literally, I genuinely thought you said topless. Mm-hmm. You're just dreaming. <sighs> Tuesday we ordered John's. Uh huh. Um, John's is delivering now. John's delivers now. They, they, the thing I, they were delivering, mm-hmm. and the company that they were using, whatever the the website they were using, it was terrible. Okay, because we tried ordering it, and then it shut down. I mean, they had a huge sign out like hanging from their uh, uh, what we now deliver awning saying John's Pizza now delivers. I didn't order it, but I right. want to say it was seamless. Oh, really? Maybe, maybe I'm wrong, though. Maybe it was Grubhub. Huh. 
but it wasn't anything crazy. Either way, this was when when they were advertising it, it was like some other. It was something yeah. I'd never heard of before. Yeah, there was a bunch of that in the neighborhood. Yeah. All these places that were like, no, we're going to use whatever Chow right. Dash because they don't they don't charge us. Yeah. Right. Um, and uh, and that's yeah, that's where we've eaten. Mm-hmm. We've got a big one tomorrow. Yeah, what's tomorrow? Tomorrow we're they're taking us to uh, Danielle. Oh wow! Yeah, holy shit! Yeah, I know. Wow, you're gonna do the tasting menu? I don't know. I don't know what it is. I'm doing whatever it is that I'm being told. This is what we got you. Oh, okay. So then it probably will be the tasting menu if, yeah. if it's if it's sort of pre-ordered. I mean, it's not pre-ordered, but you know, I mean, you can't. I don't think you can. I think everyone at the table has to do the tasting menu if you do the tasting menu. Yeah. But that'll be good. Yeah, it sure will. You know, I staged at Danielle. Oh yeah. Yeah, for a short period of time. I did. <laughs> at one point, I I was at culinary school all day from uh, seven in the morning to five in the afternoon, and then I ran up to Danielle and just made eight thousand brondad raviolis. Mm-hmm. At which point, Danielle himself came downstairs, tasted the brondad, which someone else made. Uh huh. Said, nope, throw it all out, and we had to make eight thousand more brondad raviolis. Ooh. What's yeah. brandad? Brandad is a uh, a, a French salt cod dish. Okay, and it's basically shredded salt cod with cream and seasonings. Okay, it's super simple, but you know it's an amazing thing when you watch a guy like that uh, uh, taste stuff mm-hmm. because <clears throat> the combination of just the years of training, but also clearly just a a a an example of a super taster. Mm-hmm the the levels of nuance that he can taste that you know I could never taste in a million years yeah like because I was watching him he was he was not like an asshole about it he was actually pretty good about it he took this kid who was this Japanese kid who was kind of out of his mind he was like sleeping in a basement somewhere mm-hmm. and he had come over just to work at Danielle he was working essentially as a stage and he was basically the only employee in the catering department. The way that it worked was there was one guy who was the chef. He did the bulk of the work with his stage. And then as they needed it, they would move cooks over there. But this kid was working 18 hours a day, seven days a week. He was kind of out of his mind. He spoke like four words of English, Mm -hmm. eight words of French, Mm -hmm. and then the rest Japanese. Right? And he was one of those people that, like, he just wouldn't stop moving. You know what I mean? And Mm -hmm. you just, you'd look at his face and he was just exhausted all the time. Sure. But he also was like just amped up on too much caffeine and, and you know, crazy. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and you know, Danielle tasted it, you know, and I've worked with chefs that would like lose their shit. You know what I mean? Because uh-huh. you got to throw everything was wrong. You know, in his mind, it was just not it. It wasn't even that it was bad because I thought it was delicious. It just wasn't up to his standard. Yeah. And he was talking about just the I don't remember specifically the flavors, but he was just like. You know, he was making him, this guy and us, he definitely used it as a teaching moment. Mm -hmm. And he was making this guy and us just taste it over and over and again. And he was just sort of explaining what he was looking for and how it should taste versus what um, we were tasting. Mm -hmm. And I remember being like sort of blown away at at what he was tasting because I was just not getting it. You know what I mean? And I, I just don't think... You know, there really is, you really sort of learn quickly. There are those people that are super tasters and they can just, you know, those are the guys that are going to become great chefs because they 
can taste it, man. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, so I was thinking maybe we'd talk about that, and I'm like, Ugh, I don't know. And then a gift came uh, when I was uh, at Sixth Avenue. Mm-hmm. I came up, and the light had just turned green. Mm-hmm. And I'm standing there, but no cars are going. And then all these cars start honking. And I realize in front of me was a cab and a car, both just parked next to each other, both angrily with their phones up, filming each other. <laughs> as, <laughs> as if whatever film that they've got is uh-huh. going to ignite the ire of the uh, entire internet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <clears throat> Uh, but they were both doing it at the same time and doing nothing but that. <laughs> and they sat there holding par- up traffic, holding up traffic. <clears throat> and they sat there. The light turned red. Uh-huh. <laughs> they were still doing it. Were they yelling at each other? No. They were just filming each just other. Just filming each other. Uh-huh. And I walked. Who knows? They may still be there. They may still uh-huh. be there. We have reached peak. I don't even know what it is, but whatever it is, it's peak. Yep. Uh, Peak self-absorption, maybe? I don't know, man. Uh, It's self-righteous, maybe? I I mean, I heard a story someone told me last week about about how they followed some people around a hallway. That's different. Videotaping them. I heard that. I agree Uh with that guy. (laughs) (laughs) I think he went by the handle of Hallway Hank. Yeah. And maybe this guy's cabbie Hero Hallway Hank. (laughs) Hero Hallway Uh, Hank. Like hero. Yeah. Like Japanese hero. Yeah. Or do you mean like hero, like like everybody loves him? At both. Yeah, okay. <laughs> um, yeah, well, you know what happens with peaks? Peaks are the tip of a pyramid, my friend. It is. And we start at the base and we work our way up. Yeah. And eventually you hit that tip. You got nowhere else to go and you fall off. Yeah. Um, which is fitting, Noel. Yeah. Because today's topic is... Today's topic is... Pyramids. How to get rich with them? How to triangulate your way to the top of financial success? You need to 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 I think uh, work on your breathing. E pluribus unum. Oh boy, how are you gonna get rich with uh, pyramids, Noel? Oh uh, man, how are you not gonna get rich with them? I'll tell you that much. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I'll tell you how actually. Uh, so I'm sure you are well aware of what uh, Kumitaiso is. No. So Kumitaiso uh, is a, in Japan. It's a form of acrobat uh, acrobatics where you express geometric shapes with your bodies. It's very popular in schools. It's thought to improve morale and self-esteem and belonging. Uh and the most popular move is the human pyramid. Uh, part of pretty much <coughs> any Japanese school's group activities uh, have this going on. Mm-hmm. And they have stationary pyramids, walking pyramids, standing pyramids, kneeling pyramids, all sorts of giant human pyramids. And, uh, of course... As we know, with human pyramids, they don't always go well, <laughs> mm-hmm. right? There's some mishaps that happen. 
Uh, for one, for example, in Taisho Junior High in Osaka, they did a 10-tier kneeling pyramid for School Athletics Day, uh, and it collapsed. Six kids were injured and bones were broken. This was after they had a similar accident, accident the year before. And the year before that, uh, two kids had had fractured bones wow. doing it. Uh, I didn't realize. I mean, I always knew that it was kind of, you know, it was dangerous in the sense that you were going to fall. I never mm -hmm. knew anyone that would actually break things. Oh, yeah, they were breaking things. Uh, school boards took actions to limit the size of the pyramids or ban them completely. Uh, but schools still did them as big as ever because they thought they were so good for morale mm -hmm. that the kids needed them. Nothing like breaking bones yeah. to bring morale up. In 2016, which is the year I found the most stats for, mm -hmm. uh, over 5,000 kids were injured and one was killed in human pyramids at schools in Japan in one wow. year. Wow. How many again? Over 5,000 kids were, were injured. injured and one was killed. I, I, you you probably don't have this, but when you say injured, are we talking all like broken bones, major sprains? Broken or does it bones, like major cuts, sprains, spinal injuries, probably cuts and stuff as well. But I'm sure it doesn't mean I scraped my knee. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm wondering if that's tagged in there as no, well. No, I don't think 5, so. 5,000 injuries and one death. And one death. And they won't stop it. These other things I was talking about all were after that. So wow. it's not like they're just like, you guys, we're not doing this anymore. Right. No. Uh, something new also started happening in about the past 20 years. There's been the new development of lawsuits springing <laughs> up over these. Yeah. Collapses, yeah. Particularly since they've been ordered not to do them anymore. Mm -hmm. um, many cases are awarded over a million dollars U.S. Wow, uh, it's a growing big problem. But it's also a problem that Japan isn't just walking away from. These people will not stop doing human pyramids. Mm -hmm. Period. So I came up with something for our listeners to make. And it's going to be a humid a human a human uh -huh. pyramid frame. It's a great idea. So it's going to be like little boxes uh -huh. where the kids can kneel in, <clears throat> almost like a stack of chicken coops, right? right? Mm -hmm. So they get the effect of the human pyramid the pride, the morale, mm -hmm. everything that goes with it, the fun, the frivolity. But without the risk of these crashes, these deaths, these lawsuits, mm -hmm. which is how they're going to be sold. Mm -hmm. And the way <clears throat> you're going to sell these mm -hmm. is, you know, you don't know everyone in the Japanese school system. Well, I do, actually. So what you're going to do is you're going to make a few of them, and then you're going to sell rights to make the pyramids mm -hmm. to 10 people. Oh, I see. Okay. Right? Uh, and, and it'll be people that are maybe are on the PTA at this school. Uh-huh. Maybe, you know, uh, a gym teacher at another school, things like that. 
Uh, and they are going to sell Japanese pyramid frames, human pyramid frames, mm-hmm. and give you a chunk of the money, as well as yeah. having bought the rights. <clears throat> and if they want, they can sell rights downstream right. to You're other franchising, people. franchising, essentially. Essentially. Right. Uh, oh, you're letting them sell rights to other people? So you're they making can a sell, pyramid sell scheme. sell up to 10 people a piece. Uh-huh. Uh, and <laughs> then you you get a portion of those sales uh-huh. as well. Uh-huh. Uh, and soon, before you know it, it doesn't go have to go down many levels before you've got maybe 100,000 salespeople for your pyramid. Yeah. Scheme. <laughs> for your multi-level pyramid marketing. Pyramid frames. Multi-level marketing, pyramid Multi-level scheme. frames. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, and I'm, I don't know how many high schools there are in Japan, but probably yeah. enough to support that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you're going to make a lot of money. Uh-huh. You'll have to spend some of it sort of giving perks to the people that are selling the most. Sure. You know what I mean? Things like that. In Japan, you give them a jumpsuit. Yeah, there you go. Just give them a jumpsuit. Yeah. <laughs> That's, that's all the Japanese want is a perk. Well, they're making money. Uh-huh. But if they get to walk around in that... Uh, pyramid jumpsuit. Pyramid jumpsuit. Everyone knows who they are. Everyone knows. Everyone respects. <clears throat> that's right. Oh. Like, you kept my children safe this year. Thank you. Yeah. Piramidu-san. Yeah. Yeah. My cousin was killed in a uh, human pyramid collapse. If only your company had existed. If only your company time. had existed. Thank yeah. you for what you do. Thank you. Arigato. My husband is an athletics teacher at a high school. Uh huh. He didn't have to kill himself because <laughs> he allowed all these children to die in a, in a horrible pyramid collapse. Uh huh. The shame. Yeah. The, the shame. shame of not have making a successful pyramid. Yes, but you're going to have multi levels <clears throat> in this scale sales right. scheme. Yes, it's it's when you have multi levels, they're like going to be doing the work for you. Yes. It 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 almost sells itself. It kind of does. Yeah. It, it it would be you know as long as it's legal. Yeah. That's all that we need to worry about. Well, that's a great idea. Yeah. Nothing like a pyramid scheme off of from uh off of a pyramid scheme. No, it's pyramid sale. You're selling pyramid frames. <laughs> yeah, I I understand. And you can, see, you can use that to confuse the authorities uh-huh. if they try <laughs> right. to come in. You're like, no, no, no. <clears throat> There's no, no. been a right. mistake. I, I get where you're where you guys problem. are confused. We sell pyramid right. <laughs> frames. They're multi-level. Right. Multi-level frames yeah. making a pyramid. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's great. It's uh, you guys. Sorry, you guys are just confused. Yeah, you're confusing I our business it. model with a criminal enterprise. Yeah, yeah, understandable. Brilliant idea, Noel. Great idea, uh, Noel. Yeah, I want you to think back to 1923. Okay, you were just a boy. Yeah, I was. I was about a teen then. Uh-huh. You may not have heard this name, Edwin R. Scott. Okay, he was an inventor from San Francisco. Mm-hmm. And he claimed, and it was the first claim of such note, Uh, to have developed a death ray that would destroy human life and bring down planes at a distance. Whoa. Several years later, or one year later actually, in 1924, Harry Grindle Matthews tried to sell what he reported to be a death ray to the British Air Ministry. Mm Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, he was unable to show a functioning model or demonstrate it to the military. In the 1930s, the great Nikola Tesla 
claimed to have developed a death beam, okay. which he called Teleforce, said he had been working on the project since about 1900, claimed that it drew power from the ionosphere, mm-hmm. which he called an invisible ball of energy surrounding the Earth, and had done this with the help of a 50-foot Tesla coil. Okay. He said that this death beam could destroy anything approaching within 200 miles of any nation and would provide a wall of power to, mm-hmm. in order to make any country, large or small, impregnable against armies, airplanes, and other means of attack. Okay. Post-World War II, right after the war, yeah. Allied forces discovered two separate sets of German plans mm-hmm. for death rays. Oh. <clears throat> the public fascination continued throughout the years. Yeah. It's become probably the most popular mode of killing yeah. in science fiction films. The most famous death ray of all, I would say, arguably, but probably inarguably. Okay is the Death Star from oh, yeah. Star Wars. Yeah, yeah, If you said anything else, I was going to interrupt you and then right. pull your mic and throw it down on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> you were going to do that anyway. Well. You want to do that so badly. Yeah. You've name been the, wanting to do that for years. Name the top ten. Um, <laughs> no. Uh, it's been the weapon of choice mm-hmm. for mad scientists mm-hmm. and evildoers in comic books and cartoons for generations yeah. at this point. Bond. Yes, Bond. Throughout all the Bond films. I mean, you can't look at... I mean, how many movies have you seen? Whether they be uh, 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 comedies, mm-hmm. action films. Yeah. Has the evildoer, the villain, yeah. the antagonist of the film threatened... To blow up the world mm-hmm. if he didn't receive money yeah. from every country there. Yeah. Theories have abounded for years, though. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that the pyramids of ancient Egypt yeah. were actually built using alien technology. Oh, there's a lot of talk. Yeah. Um... But nothing has been found to prove it, yet nothing has really been found to disprove it yeah. up to this point. But now, Noel, mm-hmm. I don't know if you read about this. What? In 2018, an international team of physicists found that under the right conditions, okay. the Great Pyramid of Giza, yeah. the biggest one, uh-huh can concentrate electromagnetic energy in its internal chambers underneath its base All right. and create pockets of higher energy mm-hmm. getting stronger as they move up to the point yeah. at the top. In other words, what they've discovered, Noel, is that the Great Pyramid of Giza mm-hmm. is a death ray. Wow, and it preserves bacon. Preserves bacon. You didn't see this in your research on no. pyramids? That it preserves bacon? People that say about the about the energy powers of pyramids <clears throat> also talk about how it preserves food. 
primarily for some reason they always use bacon as an example. Oh, that's funny because that's probably why uh, 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 shithead Ben Carson mm-hmm. back in 1995 silo claimed that w- they were actually built that they they were actually built as silos. Yeah. Uh, by uh, by uh, who did he say? I can't remember which uh, biblical. Wasn't done by Egyptians though. Yeah, it was, it was done by Joseph. Joseph. Yeah, yeah. Joseph had built the pyramids yeah. and silos. How do you think he got to afford yeah. that Technicolor dream coat? Yeah. I clearly, when you spew that kind of moronic stuff out there, uh-huh. it guarantees you a chance to uh, uh, run for president and eventually become head of uh, housing and urban development. Yeah, because you understand how buildings work. Yeah, yeah, construction and all that. So this is what you're going to do, Noel. All right. Now we know. That this pyramid is a death ray. Mm-hmm. But what are you going to do with it? Shoot okay. it. Well, but how are you going to get it? This is how you're going to get it. Okay. You're going to put together a team, Noel. All right. A team of former special forces and Navy SEALs. Not going to need to pay them anything up front because, as we know, in yeah. every movie we've ever seen, the promise of the money that they are going to get is enough to get them working for you. No bank heist movie ever starts with here's your your salary. Yeah, exactly. Right, guys, you want to make a couple grand? <laughs> yeah. No, you want to cut. Yeah. That's what you're saying. Uh, in cover of night, you're going to parachute in to Giza, and you are going to take over all of the pyramids. Okay. Just so you have them. Okay. Just have backup. Energy's got to come from somewhere. Those mm-hmm. other pyramids, while they may not be death rays, I bet they're sort of energy. Oh yeah, energy cores. Well, well, what about the big one? Makes it a death ray. It's the energy. It, it but it's moves it's the, the energy shape. up. It's the shape, right? Well, it's they're all pyramids. Yeah, but it's the only one that's big enough. To that's do got it. right. It's the only one that's going to be big enough to blow up countries. Okay, all right. You know what I mean? And it's the only one that they have that is that is bringing this energy up to the top okay the other ones don't have this you know my guess is the other ones have energy in their base yeah and they're trans that you there are probably there probably. Have been, there's been a lot of talk about a lot of tunnels and possible cities underneath uh-huh. the uh, 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 the pyramids yeah my guess is, is that there are tunnels this is my educated guess on this matter power tunnels uh yeah they're power tunnels they're just power conduits from all of the smaller yeah uh, 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 pyramids to the larger pyramid. I, I have one question about yeah. your scheme so far. Uh-huh. So if it's a pyramid uh-huh. that shoots beams, uh-huh. wouldn't it make sense that it's just shooting it straight up? Yes. Understandable. That's a technology that she mirrors. Uh, okay. Directing. Okay. Super easy. All right. You're going to, you know, look, if you're taking over the pyramids and harnessing powers... As with any good team like this, yeah, you've got a couple of mirrors. You're gonna you're gonna have no. What you're gonna have is computer experts and okay. hackers right. who can hack into space stations, yeah. hack into NASA or whatever the Russian one is. Yeah, take over uh 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 space mirrors. Not yeah, space mirrors essentially. What are the, the I, Hubble? I said, you can do well. The Hubble is a telescope that's here on Earth that has pyramid. Mirrors. <laughs> no, it doesn't have pyramid mirrors. Don't even, you know, if you're just going to mock my I'm not, idea. I'm not mocking no, it. You're clearly mocking no, my I'm idea. Down. 
I am down with it. No, uh, satellites. Yeah. You're going to take over satellites mm-hmm. by hacking into them, and you're going to position them. Okay. And the death ray is going to go up, and it's going to bounce off the satellites. Are they made of mirrors? A lot of satellites have mirrors on okay. them. Okay. Sure. Absolutely. All right. You know, this is specifics that you'll have to figure out. There's, There's going to be a planning like stage. Yeah. There's yeah. Gonna, I mean, you know, I can't do everything for you. Otherwise, I might as well fucking do it myself. That's right. Come on. Okay? Jerks. So anyway... You're going to take over the pyramids of Giza. Yeah. You're going to then tap into all of the red line phones in every country in the world. Okay. You're going to blow up a small city to show that you can do this. Okay. And you're going to extort money from the world. And you're going to be the richest person ever. And you're going to live in your compound in Egypt... In the pyramids of Giza. Instead of a small country, could they blow up Josco Energy? <laughs> they probably could. Okay. They just have to figure out where, if it actually has an office or not. Yeah. Probably. My guess Josco Energy is just a guy in his basement with a, a bunch probably. of cell phones lined up on a table. That's true. So anyway, there you go. That's great. That is great. Yeah. Uh, a lot of money in that. Yep. Uh, it, all the money. All the money. I mean, literally all the money all if the you money. wanted it to yeah. be. If you're bold enough. Yeah. Like this is this would make you the richest person ever. Yeah. And as the richest person, like no one will ever be able to be as rich as you. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, the richest person in history, but also the richest person in future history. Yes. Yeah. That's that's good. That's good. That's a lot of history. That's a lot of time. Yeah. You guys, if you want to reach out to Josh and try and get on his good side before the... uh, the times change and history is his. I just want you, Noel, uh-huh. to think about what ten percent of all the money in the world is. Oh, it's it's good. It's a good amount. Yeah, we're gonna do all right off of that idea. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm just letting you know that. No, that's as good as we can get. Yeah, if all we're <laughs> taking about. is ten percent. Yeah, then that's ten percent m- of all the money is the max we can get. <laughs> the most ten percent you can get. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm 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 with it. Uh, <laughs> So if you want to if you want to get on Josh's good side now before he's a massive mogul, you can go to uh, RadioFreeBrooklyn.com, go to the Get Rich Quick with Josh Knowles show page, hit the sponsor button, pledge an amount, half that money will go to Josh and I and keep us pacified and kind to you once we are all powerful. Half that money goes to Radio Free Brooklyn and keeps them uh, in toe socks, right? Uh, yeah. yeah. If uh, you're like, no, down with you, down with you, down with you, then just go to RadioFreeBrooklyn.com.org, even if you want to. Hit the pledge button. All that money goes to Radio Free Brooklyn. They get one toe sock for each foot now. None of that money goes to Josh and I. You showed us. And you've done something great, like supported the teen after-school program, kept the lights running, the second studio, all that stuff. If you want to support us without reaching into your pocket, you can do things like subscribe to the newsletter, Radio Free Brooklyn. Wow, what a great name. Yeah, I know. Uh, you can download the app iOS or Android. We have apps for both. Uh, and you can uh, listen to the live stream. You can listen to the, all the archives of all the shows. Come on, you guys. We're handing this to you. And even more, 
Every week we've got a theme. This week it's pyramids, and we give you so many ways to get so rich. That's not enough for us, though, Is it Josh. A theme? It's a theme. Impl- the theme implies that we're like dressed up like pyramids. That Aren't we you? Have, that we have pyramid decorations hanging all over the space. Don't we? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think there are people that there sort of imagine that, like us in a in a in a setting? Yeah. That all uh, the pyramid fetishes. Yeah. Out there. yeah. Oh, well, of course. And there's a <laughs> lot of them. Uh, you guys. Josh finds other ways for you to get even more rich, and he packs them in here. So, Mr. Josh, please take it away. The Get Rich Quick Tip of the Week, brought to you by Radio Free Brooklyn. It's your boy, Professor Booty Eater. Y'all spending money, but y'all not stacking it. So, yeah, y'all may have a little better this and that. Okay, that's cool. But what really matters is what's in your bank account and what plans you got in the future. What are you doing? You know what I'm saying? That's what really matters, guys. A lot of people, and I get this almost on the daily. Why don't you buy this? Why don't you buy that? It's not that I can't. It's not that I don't want to. It's that I I have priorities and I put them first. Christmas, of course, I'm going to buy me probably like a new chain and probably a new ring, new bracelet. I don't know. Something, you know what I'm saying? Uh, for Christmas, but that's for Christmas. You know what I'm saying, guys? Like, I sip lean, uh, green lean. Y'all like, why you sipping green lean? I drive. If I drink codeine, I'm gonna be slumped behind the wheel. No, I'm not doing all that. I drive on the daily. There's a thing for everything I do. You know what I'm saying, guys? Do you know what he's saying, guys? Yeah. That's my question to all of you. Because <laughs> if you can, please let us know. Did anyone know what he was saying? Yeah. That may uh, very well be the last Professor Booty Eater tip uh, uh, that he's we, great. we do. He I is like great. him. Yeah. It's a, yeah he's, not a, he's not a long-term guy. He's a, here's what you need to know. Go out and do it. Yeah, he really is. N- there's no need to know more. Nope. Nope. Yeah. Got to sip lean green. Yeah. Because when you drive on codeine... Shit gets mean. Yeah. Anyway, no. Anyway. Pyramids. Pyramids. How you going to get rich off of Let them? me tell you something mm-hmm. about the pyramids. And actually, you know, your last scheme yeah, ooh, could come in handy <laughs> in this one. Uh, so I used to uh, work. I bartended at a place in Chicago. Mm-hmm. It was called the Everly Club. Mm-hmm. It was in Lincoln Park. Near... Was it owned by the Everly Brothers? No. It was no. Uh, named after, uh, which apparently was there, an an old brothel a long time ago oh. called the Everly Club. Wow. Um, and it was uh, basically a college bar right around the corner from DePaul. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Um. Everly Club had a bit of a secret, though. Oh yeah, what was which that? for some reason they wouldn't let. They were really like, don't let people know this. Okay. <clears throat> In the basement of the Everly Club, mm-hmm. uh, on like walls <clears throat> that were had been half torn down and stuff, were all these hieroglyphics. Oh really? And Egyptian symbols. Mm-hmm. There was something that looked like an altar down there with oh, a wow. trough around it. Yeah, yeah, bloodletting. And there was a giant pentagram. Wow, really? The center of which was in the beer fridge. <laughs> uh, you, and you've seen this. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
And and there were other things that other people could see, but they looked pretty innocuous. Like right. there was some circle in the cement in the front doorstep, which apparently was a thing to keep certain spirits in and other spirits out. I can sort of understand why they didn't want people to know this. Yeah, well, it turns out the Everly Club, before it was the Everly Club uh-huh. and after it was the Everly Club, the brothel, uh, spent some time being the Ever uh, the Everly Club, a satanic temple. Wow. Uh, so before, not not during the brothel times. But no, no, before no, the no. brothel, it was, and then it was after in fairly the recent. The brothel was a long time ago, and I oh, think the okay. Satanic Temple was pretty recent. Okay, but uh, it was between the Everly Bar, Everly Tavern, and the brothel. Yes. Okay. Or yeah. Everly Club and the brothel. In, in the time between. Yeah, I got you. Not the whole time. That's intense, man. Yeah. And that was the first I ever heard of uh, Egyptian symbolism being co-opted. I'm really curious. I'm sorry to interrupt, uh-huh. but were there any experiences there of of sort of like, you know, did people have fucked up satanic experiences there at the bar? Not that I know of. Okay. No stories of that or anything? I, had, like, I didn't you know? hear any. Okay. And honestly, the bar was going out of business. Right. And I was like, you guys need to promote that yeah. this was a satanic temple. Yeah. And you'll get people coming just for that. Yeah. If it was going out of business, yeah. for sure. It was, yeah. It wasn't like it was, you know, Chicago's top brunch spot. Right. And that would, people don't want to have their eggs benedict. It was a bar yeah. that was going out of business. Yeah. Do whatever you a can. A college bar. Mm-hmm. Pump it up, right? Mm-hmm. Um, then I, I, I like to read a lot of weird stuff, right? Uh-huh. So uh, later I read about uh, the whole Aleister Crowley thing mm-hmm. and his uh, crazy religion he made that was basically sat- satanic stuff mixed with Egyptian stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know if anyone's ever seen that. Uh, what, what was it? Thermetics or something like that. I don't know. Called. I don't know anything about Aleister Crowley. Oh, so Never he had. Me. He basically worshipped this demon, uh, who could, could destroy the world. I don't know why he worshipped her, but he did it with sex magic. Nice. And uh, yeah, I, I think that's why he used the magic. Yeah, the sex. I think that's why he worshipped her. Uh, and it was all sorts of. Egyptian imagery mixed in with stuff. The famous picture of him in his like pharaoh's garb. What do you mm-hmm. call the headset headdress? I don't know, but I know what you're talking yeah. about. And he's got the smushed, and there's all yeah. you know Horus the bird on mm-hmm. things. And anyway, so so the, all I'm saying is th- there's a big mishmash between right. the satanic stuff and the Egyptian stuff. Right? The occult, the yeah. Egyptian stuff, and the occult. Yeah, which is uh, so. One thing I read about when I was looking into some pyramids mm-hmm. is uh, a little background on it first. One of the byproducts of oil and natural gas production is sulfur. All right? Uh, a lot of it's sold off to other industries, but way too much is being produced. Uh, and this is coming to a bit of a head in one place in particular, the Canadian oil company. Sin crude, mm-hmm. which also sounds like sin. Yeah, uh, they've got a sulfur problem. Yeah, I bet they do. Uh, Satan. Yeah, tar- Satan is their sulfur problem. Yeah, uh, tar sand oil production takes a lot more resources and produces 
a lot more sulfur than other forms of production. Mm -hmm. So they started stacking it. They had so much sulfur, they can't get rid of it. And the price of sulfur is real low, right? Um, They started stacking it in huge areas. Uh, They actually took these areas, they filled them. They started another, another level. Jesus Christ. And another. So and there are areas that just smell like a rotten egg. I'm sure. And they don't just have one of these areas. They, in a very small area, have three of them. Wow. Three of these growing sulfur stacks. Uh, let me let me find. I, I put it in a different message because I, I had sent my notes to myself, and then I was like, no. We need some actual numbers on how big this is. So sulfur doesn't dissipate then. It just lasts forever smelling like Seems hell. Seems to, yeah. Oh, it, yeah, okay. Uh, so right now, <laughs> listen to this. Uh-huh. This is shocking to me. The Great Pyramid in Giza, mm-hmm. it is 2,580,000 cubic meters. Wow. Right? As of now, that's a lot of death ray. The sulfur uh-huh. that uh, is being stacked in, in Canada, these, uh, it already equals two million eight hundred and forty thousand. <clears throat> wow! Uh, so it's already more cubic volume than the pyramids, even though right now it's very truncated pyramid. So it's the bottom third of a pyramid, right? Of three <coughs> pyramids, right? Uh and it's not just going to end up being these three pyramids. At the current rate of sulfur production, in the next hundred years, there will be 405 billion cubic meters Is that of sulfur. Billion with a B? With a B. Wow. 405 billion cubic meters of sulfur mm-hmm. produced, which would cover, if you just were to stack it, a 150 square kilometer area, uh-huh. 50 foot stack. Wow. <laughs> yeah. It is quickly becoming the largest man made structure in the world. Uh, the uh, Of the three growing pyramids now, the current largest one has sides over a half a mile long. Jesus. And it's just sulfur. It's just sulfur. So, before too long, you're going to, in northern Alberta, have giant sulfur pyramids that dwarf the pyramids in Giza. Uh, A lot of people know sulfur is also known as brimstone. Mm -hmm. Uh Who's going to be attracted to these giant brimstone pyramids? Satanic occultists. That's right. That's right. They're going to come falakin', falakin', right? And land is cheap up in northern Canada, guys. So what you're going to do is you're going to get some land. You're going to build a satanic resort, premier satanic resort. Mm -hmm. And you're going to let these Satanists come up. You can do moose slayings if you need. Mm-hmm. Moose slayings? Slayings. Oh, okay. Right? Uh, you're going to serve them beaver tails and Canadian goods. And uh-huh. 
get him good loaded up, and here's the pyramids. <clears throat> Hail Satan. Mm-hmm. You guys are going to make mucho money. I would say try to get your hands on the pyramids themselves, but you're maybe eventually you can, but you're fighting with oil company money. Uh, yeah, well, so this is my thing. This is something, this would be a good practice run uh-huh. for your Pyramids of Giza scheme, my Pyramids <laughs> yeah. of Giza scheme. Uh, you take, as a practice run for your, your elite group of commandos, Yeah, you take them up and you secure those pyramids. Well, it sounds like if, if it's just the <clears> shape <throat> that makes the, the beam, these are the ones to get. Well, Screw let me, those let, Egyptian let, ones. Let me, let me finish. All I don't right. think it's just the shape because I, I personally believe that there, it's alien technology yeah, that was be. designed to be it's more safe. likely a death beam to blow up other planets, oh, and that's why it went straight up. Could be safe. Um, but you know, that's just my belief. Yeah. Um, but what you do is you take over the pyramids of Northern Alberta, the great uh-huh. pyramids of yeah. Northern Alberta, and then you erect, uh, a series of gigantic fans Yeah, and you blow the stench down South. Yeah. And then you extort the Canadian government as well as the American government for money. Okay. To... Yeah, not stink up. It's a big stink bomb. Their country. That's right. Um, and then that gets you geared up so you know what you have to do for when you take over the pyramids of Giza. Yeah, <clears throat> it's good practice. Yeah, isn't that fascinating though? It's crazy. Yeah. What is sulfur used for? I don't know. I mean, what matches? Like, I guess. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Stink bombs. Yeah. Okay. Uh, doesn't some preserved meat have sulfur in it? No idea. Sulfides. Yeah, but I don't know. Is that sulfur? I don't know. It's got sulfur. Yeah. Okay, great. Uh, yeah, no, sulfates are not sulfur. They're, uh, they're, they're sort of, I think they're, they're byproducts of, uh, oh, shit, what are they byproducts of? They're natural byproducts that, uh, that happen in food, but they, they're not, uh, they're not sulfuric. Okay. I think right. it, they're, they're, they're different. Okay. Um, Noel. Yeah. So this is, this is. I was looking at a lot of stuff. It's sort of like what's going on at the pyramids. Okay. Right? And I sort of read that the U.S. and the U.K. Mm -hmm. put out, uh, issued warnings Uh uh, about increasing incidences at or near the pyramids of Giza. Okay. Um, The pyramids are only about a dozen miles from uh, downtown Cairo. Yeah. Yeah. and most of these incidents are due to overly aggressive vendors. Okay. Um, uh, they're having, uh, 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 as, as taxis sort of start to, to, to get close, they're pounding on the windows, trying to get into the cars with the people to try to get them to hire them, to take them on tours, even though these are people who have no idea about the actual history of the pyramids. They're sort of hustlers yeah. and grifters. Um, they pressure visitors to ride in horse-drawn carriages, uh, camel rides, uh, uh, make overpriced purchases and then aggressively demand tips for doing absolutely nothing. Um, in this one article, they spoke to a guy, an American guy who's lived in Egypt for 13 years. He's from Iowa and he visits the pyramids frequently. Um, and he says he wouldn't advise anyone to go without an organized tour. Okay. Um, 
I read an article from a woman who's a travel blogger who travels with her family mm-hmm. who went on about how her trip to the pyramids was the worst experience she had ever had traveling. The aggression, the amount of money that was demanded from her, the, uh, uh, the, the at times feeling like she was about to be robbed, the mm-hmm. threatening nature of it all. And what I found was when I read about this stuff, a lot of American writers and bloggers had these issues. Mm -hmm. And uh, this one woman, the family woman, had mentioned that the best part of the whole, that whole experience was they ate lunch at a KFC right in, that was right in front of the Sphinx. Mm -hmm. And she was like, it was the best view of any KFC in the world. Really? And she felt very comfortable there, mm-hmm. away from all the craziness, and safe in her KFC. So I was like, huh, that's interesting. I didn't even realize there were restaurants there. And I sort of did a search for restaurants at the pyramids. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and there are a few, but they're all Egyptian restaurants. Okay. And they're all, A, pretty bad, mm-hmm. but, you know, they're all Egyptian restaurants. Yeah. So this is what you're going to do. You are going to open franchises of every major American chain restaurant. Okay. All along and surrounding the pyramids, wherever Mm. you can legally open one. Yeah. And these are essentially going to be safe havens for Western tourists to come. And instead of going on these tours, instead of being harassed, they're basically going to hop from restaurant to restaurant to restaurant where you can have like televisions that give a breakdown of what they're looking at out your windows mm-hmm. as they drink your milkshakes, eat your hamburgers, are completely air-conditioned, feeling very safe and comfortable yeah. in familiar environments, not being harassed and attacked by the terrible natives yeah. uh, in their own country. Yeah, yeah. And you're going to make a fortune off of those tourists. Yeah, that's great. And you know what? Uh, ironically... This is how you know this is a great idea. It's just yesterday I read a story about McDonald's in Austria mm-hmm. are going to start being uh, a place for Americans to go to get in touch with the embassy if anything happens to there them. And they're going to have like phones there for yep. the embassy, and it's going to be you, you lose your passport in Austria, go you're going to gonna go to McDonald's. Yep. Uh, so so that's how you know it's a great idea. Yeah. You, uh oh man, I didn't realize we are we are running late. We, we don't are. have time to tell you how to get in touch with us. We don't have time to tell us ways to spend your money. We don't have time to do the rules. We even. don't have time to do the rules, guys. We <laughs> we've used it all up. Fill in your life with big pyramid stacks of money. It's true, Noel. So all I can say is everyone's getting rich. Everyone is getting rich. And once again, for Josh... And Noel, don't spend all that knowledge in one place. Great.